We all want to be happy and successful, but yet we chase happiness and success through the values and beliefs of others and what society conditions us to believe is the right path. Success is subjective and happiness is not a destination, it is a state we can all achieve. Some people are born with everything given to them. Some people are born with nothing and still live a happy life full of success, freedom and fulfillment. The purpose of this podcast is to help you challenge your own beliefs and perspectives by bringing you inspiring guests, stories and practical information to change the way you see the world and give you the tools and strategies to achieve your version of success. It won't be easy, but I believe with the right mindset, skills and community, we can all live the life we want. The only way this podcast can reach the people it's designed to help is by you subscribing and sharing this podcast with people in your community. Thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to the Ryan Harrington podcast. I am your host, Ryan Harrington, and I'm so excited to finally be releasing my podcast. This is something I've been wanting to do for a very, very, very long time. I've been procrastinating. I've been waiting until things are in a perfect time, but there is never a perfect time. And this is now the time for me to start my podcast, to stay consistent with it, and to bring you the value that I know I can give you through this platform and to really help you get on in life and to accelerate your mindset and really help you achieve your goals, to help you achieve your version of success by sharing stories, sharing inspiring guests and practical information to help you think differently, to help you understand why we do what we do so that then you can start to question your own beliefs, question your own actions and begin to make positive steps towards becoming the person you want to be. That's the purpose of this podcast, is to really bring you as much information and practical advice as I can in this format to help you push on and to help you be the person you want for more success, more freedom and more fulfillment. So this first episode is all going to be about my story. So why do I do what I do? How have I got to where I'm at? Because it's important for you to know me as an individual. It's important for you to know why I do what I do. There's not many people within my sort of circle right now that do have a podcast, that do do mindset and life coaching. It's a very sort of new industry here in the UK. And using this method of communication, I feel like I'm really going to be able to help you so much and understand that there is so much information out there. I know that there was a time that I was so shut off to any information that would help me because my ego was so big. I thought I knew everything. I thought I didn't need help. I think that I thought that as a man, we don't need help. We have to be tough. We have to be strong. We have to push on. It shows weakness to ask for help which couldn't be any further than the truth. And it's something I've learned the hard way. It's something I've learned from reaching some really, really low points in my life, uh, which I'm going to share with you today. And by going through that, I've learned a lot about myself and I've learned a lot about how you can change your life as well and hopefully not get to the point where I got to in my life when I did have zero confidence. I had low self-esteem. I was really, really insecure about my body, I had very fixed beliefs about my own capacities, my own opportunities in life. And by doing the work, by, by, by investing into myself, by learning about personal development and really 
becoming addicted to the process of personal growth and success and mindset work, I've completely changed my life around. I have absolute focus on my dream. I have absolute clarity on my mission. I'm doing everything that I can and I'm enjoying my life. I think it's the most important part. There's this whole positive, uh, toxic positivity when it comes to sort of mindset where you're positive all the time, you have to go, 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 go. It's not all about that. It's about understanding yourself, understanding your emotions and understanding how you can really use everything available to you to enjoy yourself, to actually live a happy and fulfilled life because it's not about the destination, it's about the journey and really understanding that the journey's now, the journey is right now, this minute, it's not in the past, it's not in the future, it is now. When you start to shift your perspective and really understand that, your whole life changes and there's a quote that really changed my life and it was change the way you see the world, the world you see changes. The reality that you're seeing right now is based off the experiences and beliefs that you have had up until this point. So hopefully with this podcast, I can shed some light on why you think the way that you think, why the world you see is the way you see it and to help you start to understand how your mind works to bring practical information, inspiring guests and inspiring stories to help you elevate your way of thinking so that you too can begin to live a happier and more fulfilled life and achieve your version of success. Success is subjective. Success is your version of success. No one can tell you what your version of success is. You have to decide that for yourself. You have to ask yourself the questions of what you want your life to look like. So in this podcast, I'm going to give you the rundown of my story, why I do what I do, why I've got to where I'm at and hopefully you're going to resonate with it, hopefully that you're going to really understand that you're not alone in the way that you think, that by you listening to this you're going to understand that we are very, very similar, we are unique in our own ways but the emotions, the thought patterns, the, the thought processes that we all have as human beings are very, very similar and when you understand them and you understand that everyone does feel like that, it gives you a bit of comfort because you know you're not alone and there are people out there that do feel the way that you feel and it's my mission to build a community of men, of ambitious men who are really looking to get the best out of themselves, to really push on and really thrive and, and become their version of success of who they want to become. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to take it right back because there's a few moments in my life that have really been important that really will set the scene for why I do what I do. So I'm going to take it back. I'm going to take it back to when I was a teenager. So when I was a teenager, I was playing very, very competitive sport. So I played for Brighton Hove Albion at football, professional local club and as a goalkeeper. And I played professional cricket um, as a seam bowler. So at that point in my life, there was no one in my community that done what I'd done. No one played both sports. So in the summer, I was playing cricket. In the winter, I was playing football. My life was sport. Everything about me was sport. It's who I was. And then my dream was to be a footballer. As a, as a lot of young lads' dreams are, I wanted to be a footballer. That's all I wanted to do. I was on the way to becoming it. And then one day, it all got taken away from me. I was on a tour with my childhood football club, Hove Riverbell, sat in the change rooms, just got the letter. My auntie read it out to me over the phone. Sorry, Ryan, unfortunately your contract hasn't been renewed. That moment in my life, I remember it so clearly, shattered my dreams. I completely lost who I was in that moment. 
all of the dreams I had up until that point had been taken away from me and I felt completely lost. I had no idea what I was going to do next and I had so much confusion about why it happened because you never really get an explanation for it. Um, and that was a real pinnacle moment in my life because up until that point, I knew who I was. I was confident, I was happy, I was doing my thing and being who I wanted to be. Obviously, at that time, your level of awareness is a lot less than what it is as you grow up, but it was a really important moment in my life. So going through school, moved into college, didn't know what I wanted to do. Obviously, I thought I was going to be a footballer. I was like, okay, I've been good at sports, so what do I want to do? I say, all right, I'll try and be a physio. Didn't really want to be a physio, to be honest. I just thought I might like it because it was still within sport. Um, at that age of college, I didn't really have any focus at all on my studies. I was drinking, I was partying, I spent more time in the smoking area than I did in class at college. My parents never really pushed me down the university route, so I just didn't care. I didn't give a fuck. All I cared about was playing football, going out, seeing my mates. To the point where the only exam I had at A2, sorry, at A-levels, I went to the casino the night before, didn't study, failed my exam, left college with absolutely fuck all, apart from a football coaching badge. During this time, I was working at the Amex, which is the Brighton Hove Football Stadium. And this is one of the lowest points I've ever had. So I was hungover after a big night, going into work, pushing a tea and, tro tea and coffee trolley down the corridor. And I've looked up and all of my old teammates have walked past me, all in their, their tracksuits. I'm there, hungover, pushing a tea and coffee, and you know what? None of them even recognised me. And that moment, my heart sank. I was like, "Oh my God, what have I done? Why didn't I? Why didn't I commit? Why didn't I do what I need to do?" And it was such a profound moment for me because I just felt so shit. And it's funny to laugh at now. Like I do tell people, and they do laugh about it. But it was a really important moment in my life, again, that I just, it was a real sense of awareness. Like, I fucked it, basically. I fucked up a great opportunity by not being committed to it enough, by convincing myself I was doing what I needed to do, and I didn't, and I took it all for granted. So I've left college, completely no idea what I wanted to do. My brother worked for my dad at the time. My dad's a property developer and builder. And... We didn't have the best relationship at work. He sat me a few times when I was doing Airbnbs because he caught me sleeping in the beds. Um, and all I knew that I didn't want to be the number three. And just because I didn't, know what I didn't want to do, I had no idea what I wanted to do. It left so much open for me that I just had to get the first job I got. And that was working at Domestic and General in a call centre selling Sky Protect. Insurance for their Skybox. No one fucking wants insurance for their Skybox. It was the worst job I've ever had on auto dialer, calling people up that didn't want to talk to me to the point where I literally was at breaking point and I was looking around, there's people about 50 years old and I was like, I can't be that person. I can't be stuck in a shit job like this. And no offense to the people that are working in a call center, like you've got to do what you've got to do. And then there's different periods in time where you have to do stuff like that to learn what you don't want to do. But at the time, I was like, I do not want to be that person. I do not want to be in a job that I hate for the rest of my life. And it was such a driving force for me. So 
During this period, I got offered a job to work with my friend doing horse tipping. For those of those who for those who don't know what horse tipping is, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a uh, well, immoral job in some sense because you're asking people to put money on horses for you. Um, sometimes the tips are actually genuine. Sometimes they're not. You just got to say whatever you can say under the sun to get them to bet money for you. My mum absolutely hated it, um, but. It was good. I earned a lot of money and I was only young. I was spending all my money and I was having fun. But my cousin said to me something that I'll never, ever, ever forget. And he said, Ryan, I can never go traveling. I said, what do you mean? He was like, I've got two kids now. And I, the biggest thing I always regret is not going traveling. And up until that point, I had never really thought about it. I was just going through my days, living for the weekend, enjoying myself, but not really focused on anything bigger than just going out, getting on it and partying and having fun, basically. Um, but I remember he said it to me and he's someone I really looked up to at the time. Uh, I still look up to him now. And it was such an important moment because I was like, well, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to have regrets. I don't want to get to make commitments and have responsibilities and not be able to do what I want to do. And... As he said that, my brother had just turned around to me and said, look, I'm going, I'm going to Australia, mate. Would you like to come? So I was like, fuck it, why not? So six, four, uh, so six weeks later, I was on a plane to Southeast Asia at the age of 20. No idea what to expect. All I knew was like, I want to have fun. I want to explore the world. I want to see what it's about. And it was absolutely incredible. It was one of the best times of my life. You had so, so much fun. It was just a three-month session, basically. Um, and you ju it just changes the way you see the world. When you go to places like Asia and you see people in such poverty, I didn't know about gratitude at the time. But it really did make a massive difference on my perception of my life and how lucky I was to have what I had um, back at home, back in Brighton in the UK. Next, moved on to Australia, spent a year in Australia, crazy, crazy year, doing all sorts of different jobs, working on the tools, doing door-to-door -door energy sales, doing call center work, worked on the tip for a day, doing all sorts. But basically, I was just living for the weekend, enjoying myself, making the most of the time I had there. And getting on the plane back, I had a really strong feeling that I wanted to come back. I had to leave to come back. I'd done my farm work. For those of you who don't know, but you had to do farm work, so three months of farm work um, in Australia. So I was a banana farmer for three months in order to get your second year. So I was on the plane back and I was focused. For the first time in my life, I was focused. I knew what I wanted to do and I wanted to go home, become an estate agent or recruiter and come back to Australia when I'm ready to get sponsored in recruitment because the life I lived out there was fantastic. I know I wanted to experience it again. And within a week of being back in England, I had a job as an estate agent. Um, during this time in my life, it was, again, my, I moved out. It was a very sort of fun period in my life. Again, just drinking, partying, taking drugs, not really, take, not really thinking too much about the future. Again, just working hard, earning money, the whole work hard, play hard attitude. Um, and it got to a point when I got itchy feet again. I knew that it wasn't enough for me. I had a great opportunity when I was there. I was working as a estate agent, I was doing well. My brother was a builder, my dad's a property developer. There was so much opportunity for me to do the traditional route, to stay home, to 
get the house, get the girlfriend, get the car, follow the Joneses, to do what society says that we should do and follow the course. But something inside me at the time knew I had to do something else. I didn't know how to explain it. I just had to go. I had to do something else. So off I went. I went off to Vietnam on my own. And this was the first moment I ever truly felt like myself. I was on my own in an Asian country, no one around me, no, I didn't know anyone. And I'd done a tour from North Vietnam to the center of Vietnam um, with a fantastic bunch of people, very, very diverse bunch of people. And one of the girls asked me a question. She said, Ryan, what does happiness mean to you? I was like, fucking hell. I was like, no, I don't get asked that shit. I was like, I'm a yob from, I'm a, I'm a British yob from Brighton. I don't talk about that stuff. I'll talk about football. I'll talk about getting on it and banter with my mates. I don't talk about that sort of stuff. And I remember such a light bulb moment, like, wow, like what I'm talking about right now, I would never, ever say that in front of my friends because subconsciously I'd be too embarrassed about what I would said subconsciously about what my friend's opinions would be on what I said and it was such a weird moment for me because I was like wow I actually feel like I'm being myself for the first time because we've all been there we've been at the pub no one talks about their feelings no one really talks about anything too important at the pub because geezers absolutely rinse each other you're at the pub everyone rinsing each other you don't say fuck all about something that's actually important to you because you're too too scared Someone's going to take the piss out of you. And I know a lot of people resonate with that. And I know there is some groups of friends that aren't like that. But the vast majority of men that I know and probably listening to this do have that sort of culture. There's a toxic masculinity culture where you can't, you have to put on a brave face. You have to show strength and not show weakness. Don't talk about your emotions. And it's something that was very, very deep in my core to be like that. And it was the first time I ever really started to be myself without that judgment, without that fear of being judged by others because in the environment I was in, there wasn't any judgment. There wasn't people taking the piss. People would listen and give good feedback. And it was the start of a very, very exciting journey for me, this. So had a great month in Vietnam, moved to a town called Darwin. So if you know, you know, Darwin is a crazy, crazy place in the north of Australia. I got a job as a travel agent, a backpacker travel agent. Part of my job was to run boozy bingo in the hostel on a Thursday, on the mic. Hot, dry season. It was hot. Six months of the year. Absolutely crazy, crazy time. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. So, got back to Sydney. Got, sorry, moved to Sydney. All my friends, I travelled the east coast of Australia with about 20 people. It was a fantastic experience. Scuba diving, skydiving doing some crazy, crazy stuff with an incredible bunch of people. I'll never, ever forget it. So grateful for the experience. Got to Sydney and I hit rock bottom. And it was such a strange moment for me because I've always struggled with my weight. I've always been called fat. That's a joke, but always denied it. Always thought that, oh, I'm not fat. I'm not fat. They're just being, they're just, they're just lads. It's just banter. And I hadn't realised that since the time that I'd re been released from football, I'd been living with a facade. I'd been living, pretending to be this extroverted, confident man, this person who was always laughing, always joking, always bubbly, always confident. 
when really that I had no confidence at all. I wouldn't even talk to girls on a night out. I had zero self-esteem. The, the, me neglecting my body, neglecting my mental health, neglecting so many things that are to maintain your happiness, to maintain your self-belief, to maintain your worth. I had neglected. I was ignorant to the fact of that I had to do these things. I had had no idea the impact in what my lifestyle choices would, would have on me. And I stood on the scales and I was nearly 18 stone. 18 stone. And it was the first time I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, you're fat. You're fat, Ryan. You can't pretend it anymore. You've turned into the person you said you'd never be. And it's so common for something like this to happen that you have to reach rock bottom. You have to reach a point in your life where you cannot take it anymore. You're in too much physical, emotional, or psychological pain to make a change. And I hit that. I hit that. I neglected my body for too long. I was sort of at the age of sort of 24 at this point. And I'd just been boozing, partying, eating shit, neglecting myself, not training, just doing everything <laughs> to batter my body and in the process batter my mind to the point I just couldn't take it anymore. And I knew I couldn't do it. I tried so many times to lose weight. I tried every diet under the sun. I tried to do so many stuff. I just could never stick it out. I could never stay, stay consistent with it. So I got myself a coach. I got myself a, my first coach, a friend of mine called Vitor. Shout out to the man because he completely changed my life. He taught me about nutrition. He taught me about training. And it was the first time in my life. I just started my job in recruitment. So I just hit that point. I was like, yes, I've got my job in recruitment. This is a time I have to change. I was trained at the regular time. I was getting up early. I was making the right decisions. I was learning about nutrition. And at this point in my life, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm getting results here. Like, I can actually do it. Because I'd lost so much self-belief in myself, I never really thought I could stick anything out. I'd never be consistent with things. Because if I couldn't look after my body, what could I look after? I told you have total control over your body. You have total control about what you eat, and I couldn't do that. So I wouldn't do anything else. All the other career paths, all these other stuff, I just didn't believe that I could do it. Within the workspace, I was always I always had a level of self-belief. I've always been good at what I wanted to be good at, and work is something that I've always prided myself on because society says so. We have to work hard. If you don't work hard, you're not accepted. So you have to work hard, especially in the sort of group that I was in. And I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that I've always worked hard and had a good work ethic. So just started my recruitment job, going really well and losing weight. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, come out of college thinking I was couldn't read, I couldn't write, I wasn't an academic, I couldn't learn. Very, very fixed in the way I thought. And then I picked up my first book. I was like, why not? I said, I'll try read. I'm on the bus. I might as well, on the bus to work every day, I might as well pick up a book and see what that's about. A lot of successful people do read. Um, I never thought I would read, but I was like, fuck it, I'll pick up a book and see what that's about. The book I chose was called "So Be So Good They Can't Ignore You. And I cannot explain just how much this book changed my life. So this book is all about how to find your dream job. It's case studies about people who have found fulfillment and passion and success in their job. And at the time, I was quite happy in recruitment. 
I was quite happy in recruitment. I knew it wasn't really something I wanted to do for the rest of my life, but it would get me a visa to stay in Australia, which was the most important thing for me at the time. To cut a long story short, um, I followed what that book explained. The book basically explains find a job that you enjoy, find a job that you're good at, get very good at your job, but then explore your passions. Explore things that you like. Explore things that you can do for free. And then through that process, upskill. Don't necessarily think that this is going to be your dream job or they're going to be your dream career, but upskill. The more you learn, the more tools you get in your tool belt, the more transferable skills that you get, eventually you'll be able to piece them together and you'll be able to, to find your thing, find your passion. And for me at the time, it was nutrition. I was losing a lot of weight. So I was like, why not do a nutrition coaching course? Not that I wanted to be a coach, but because I wanted to learn about nutrition. In my mind, I was like, if I learn about nutrition now, I'll be healthy for the rest of my life. I'll be able to maintain my body composition, which is really important for me. And I enjoy learning about it. I genuinely enjoy it. So I signed up to my nutrition coaching course. Didn't do anything with it for a long time because... I was busy, I was paying for it, but I didn't do anything with it. Um, and through the next sort of eight, and I went on to lose 23 kilograms in 18 months. And I was so proud of myself. I went from like 113 to nine, 113 kilograms to 90 kgs. Completely changed the way I looked, completely changed the way I felt about myself. I had this newfound confidence, newfound self-belief, newfound self-worth. I was completely, completely different person. During this time, though, my sponsorship for recruitment, for those who don't know about Australia, you have to get sponsored by your company in order to get a visa, to stay there longer than your working holiday visa, and then that can generally lead to PR. Unfortunately, my visa got rejected. So in, so in April 2019, my visa got rejected. Silly reasons why. Um, but they said to me at the time, don't worry, Ryan, you get 18 months' time. We'll reapply and you'll get your visa then. Sweet, Kushti, no worries. Just crack on, right? Then what happens? COVID. COVID hit. And when I first started my job, there were 16 consultants in my office. Over the period of the sort of the next sort of year and a half, a lot of people left. A lot of people had got new jobs. Um, people had got their PRs and left. People had gone traveling. And when COVID hit, I was the only member of staff, apart from my manager, and my director to be kept on within the business. I was doing very well. I, I hit the top five billers in my first year. I went on an end of year trip to Cairns, which was a fantastic holiday. Really, really doing very, very well in my career as a recruiter. But then COVID changed everything. All of my business fell off the face of the earth. I was calling people up that didn't want to speak to me. I was at home. I was hating life. I felt so trapped because I couldn't leave the country because the borders were shut and I wouldn't be able to get back in because my visa had been rejected. I couldn't leave my company. I couldn't do anything. I felt so trapped and I felt like all the freedom I had had been taken away from me. And I remember the feeling of being trapped and I hated it. At this point in my life, I just picked up another book. So I continued to picking up different books, learning about personal development, really digging into the world of personal development, feeling the benefits of the way your mindset works, the way that we, how we think. And I picked up a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Very, very famous book within the world of personal development. And it asked you to write your mission statement. And up until this point, I'd never really done the tasks within the book. So I was like, I'm reading, that's enough. I'm not going to do the task because 
I'm just not at that stage yet. But I was like, do you know what? Fuck it. I'll do this task because it is an important book. I'm enjoying it. And it's right in your mission statement. And your mission statement is essentially, what do you want from your life? And it's the first time I ever written my goals down. It's the first time I ever actually took the time to write down what I want from my life. And it was just so mind-blowing for me. I was like, how have I never actually done this before? How have I never asked myself questions like, what do you actually want? What do you want to be remembered for? All these sorts of questions in this process that give you so much clarity in what you want. And the biggest thing that I remember is I want the flexibility to work anywhere in the world through helping people. I didn't know I wanted to be a coach at this point. But I was like, if I can have total freedom of where I work and what I do and help people, I'll be a happy man. I'll be a fulfilled man. I'll be, I'll be happy to do that. I can see myself doing that. I love traveling. I love seeing the world. I think I just listened to sort of Tony Robbins' book or uh, Netflix. And it was like fulfillment comes through service. Fulfillment comes through helping other people. And I knew that the transition that I'd been through, the personal transformation that I'd been through from losing so much weight from going where I was, so I was so low, so low, so down in myself to feeling on top of the world, feeling so confident in myself that I've achieved such a massive feat. I was like, I need to help people with this. I need to help people. I need to help people understand that they can do it too. It's not, their life is not the way that, the default path they're on can change. And then about a week later, I met my friend Steve, and we started a business called That Geezer. So I was that diet geezer. He was that mindful geezer. And we got our friend Rob on board called That Fitness Geezer. And that was the birth of That Geezer. That was the birth of my entrepreneurial journey in the last sort of couple of years. And that's when everything changed for me. My stars felt like they aligned. It was the first time in my life that I had purpose. When I first thought of the idea, I was like a mad scientist in my room, just writing down notes and notes and notes of what I wanted to achieve, who I wanted to help, this grand vision that I wanted to do. I wanted to speak on stage, start a podcast, which I'm finally doing. Help people build a platform that's going to help men overcome the barriers that we all face because your body, your mind, your life, so much. And it was such an incredible, incredible feeling that it was the first time I truly felt purpose. And it was an absolute game changer. It was a truly, truly game changer. I invested into my first sort of seminar with a business coach called Kerwin Ray, which was like a personal development, spirituality, business course, which completely, completely changed the way I saw myself, my, the world, everything around me was so, we've got so much potential, so much untapped potential once you sort of raise your level of awareness and we understand how we think, how we're wired as human beings, what we're here to do. And it was something that I will never, ever forget. And he's a guy that said the quote, change the way you see the world, the world you see changes. Things happen, things change. When you begin to move into the person that you know you should be, when you begin to do the things that you know you should be doing, despite how hard they are, despite how difficult they may feel. So the next part of my journey, I was working as that diet geezer, trying to be a nutrition coach. I've come up with a business, I come up with a product called The Weekender. I was love I was really trying to build my build my business. I joined a club called the 530 Clubs. So I was working in recruitment five days a week. I was getting up at five o'clock, driving to a coffee shop to meet my friends at a coffee shop at 5:30 to work on my business, to then go to work, spend all day at work, to then come home and coach clients. I was busy. I was frustrated that I wasn't where I wanted to be. I didn't know what I was doing, but I was trying everything I could. But 
And I was just so frustrated that I still had to work in recruitment, but I couldn't not leave because I needed a visa. And this went on for a while. I felt burnt out. I felt tired. I was up early. I was up late. I was doing everything I could because I was so focused on my mission, my vision, working away, trying to build my life, trying to build this thing. And I just couldn't do it. I couldn't break through these barriers. I didn't know what was holding me back. Self-doubt, confidence issues, like time management, expectations. There's so much that was holding me back. And then my visa was finally due to be looked at. And they forgot about me, basically. They forgot about me because COVID, they forgot about my visa. So I was his no man's lands. And my business shut down. The company I was with was shut down and changed to another business. And I refused to sign from a, from a permanent employee to a contractor. I was like, I've got a business. I'm going to make the leap. I'm going to take the jump. I'm going to try and be an online coach. Buzz in. Got paid out two months. What a crazy time this was for me. I was an absolute mess. I had no idea what I was doing. I had anxiety for the first time. I couldn't sleep. I was going on benders and I was doing everything. that, I, All the things that I needed to do, I just was not doing them. And I didn't know why, but I just went in complete self-destruct mode because I was so overwhelmed by what to do. I was in the middle. I was in Australia on my own trying to build this business with no visa, no idea when I was going to get chucked out of the country, just trying to do my thing. And I went, I turned into an absolute mess to the point where I went on holiday to Byron Bay and couldn't face going back to Sydney. I could not face going back. So I took a lot to check my room and I become a cocktail waiter for three months. I rewrote my CV, applied for three jobs, got all three jobs. A week later, I was shaking cocktails in a cocktail bar in Byron Bay thinking, what am I doing? Like, I'm trying to be a coach and I'm here shaking cocktails. It was good fun, but I was like, what am I doing? Like, I just couldn't face going back to Sydney. I associated so much stress with that place because I just didn't know how to do what I wanted to do. I had no guidance, I had no support, I had no one around me to help me. And it was such a difficult period for me, but I'm so grateful for it because it meant that when I, I, I knew that I couldn't, it wouldn't happen that quick. I had to work. I had to go back into work. So I moved back to Sydney, moved back into, went back into recruitment, called up my old boss, went back into part-time recruitment, which was good, which was okay. Um, but at this point, a bit of way too much I could chew. I was doing, I was studying my PT certification, which I didn't even do in the end. I was doing a fitness behavior change course. I was trying to buy my business. I was trying to have fun because my visa was up. So I didn't know when I was going to leave. I was working. I was training. I was trying to sleep. I was just so overwhelmed again by biting off too, too much I can chew. And I was just a mess. No result. I couldn't see any results. I was trying everything I could, but I didn't have the bandwidth to do anything. I was up at five doing calls at six with people in the UK, trying to do everything I could. And it just wasn't working. Doesn't matter how, what I'd done. I just didn't have the bandwidth to do what I needed to do. And then the government finally, finally remembered me. So I'd got to breaking point. I'd got to breaking point. I was like, I can't keep doing this. Something has to change. And I was like, what needs to change? I was like, okay, I need to put my business on the back foot for a little bit. I need to put my business on the back foot because I can't keep doing this. And if I want to stay here, because at the time I thought this is where I belong, I have to try and get sponsored. I have to try and get a business that's going to commit to me 
and commit to them. So had a little light bulb moment. I was like, rather than just quitting my coaching business, put it on the back foot, I wrote a 2,000 word proposal to my boss to integrate my coaching into my recruitment role. And they said yes. They said that it will take a little while, but yes, we're committed. Well, you're doing really well. We'll get you on board, but you do have to go back full time, which was a difficult decision for me to make because I was strapped for time as it is. But I said yes. I was like, okay, I'll commit to the business. It'll be three, four years, and I'll grow my business around it. Bang. Letter comes, Ryan, you have to leave. So after all of that stress, after everything I've been doing, the government have finally, finally, finally remembered me so up until this point, I've been living every day and thinking, is the day today? Is today the day I get asked to leave? I couldn't plan anything. I had no guarantees of staying there. I was literally on borrowed time the whole time. So all my friends are getting PR around me. All my friends are building their lives and I just couldn't do anything. I was The only thing I could plan was my business because it was totally online. Which, and people, and people at the time said, Ryan, it's such sad news, you have to go. But in my head, it was like, it's not sad news, it's news. I'm not associating that with sadness. I'm associating that with gratitude and excitement. I know myself. I know that I will make the best of a situation. I have the self-belief and confidence in myself that I will do everything I need to do in order to make, my, make the situation the best it can be. For you, it might be sad, but for me, I'm excited. And it was a really great perspective for me to have to help me and give me comfort through that process of leaving my life. I've been there for four years by this point. Leave my friends, leave my life behind and come back to the UK with no idea what I'm going to do. So get back for Christmas. Got COVID over Christmas, which is the right touch. Um, but then I was at that period thinking, what do I do? I've just sort of put my business on the back foot. I didn't, wasn't really enjoying being within the fitness space because I didn't like how my personal habits would affect my business. My life was so erratic that my weight would fluctuate so much that my, I didn't want to, I couldn't practice what I preached and it was an integrity thing for me. Um, so I made the decision, signed up to a mindset and life coaching qualification because pers- I love personal development personal development is my passion it's not the fitness it's the whole process of growing as a holistic approach as a person as a human being as an awareness as a consciousness and there is so much to so much to lit there's so much of life to enjoy there's so much to explore and so much so many ways that we can expand our awareness and enjoy life so much more than just the fitness space that i felt so limited in what i'd done so i made the decision i was like i'm going to put the park the fitness stuff on the side, I'm going to take a break from the business and I'm going to study, I'm going to study mindset and life coaching. By this point, I'd invested about £25,000 into my own coaching, into my own development. And this is where Ryan Harrington Coaching was born. This is the podcast. This is the business that I do now. This is the life purpose. It's my mission. And this brings me to where we're at because now my purpose, my mission is transitioned. Something I want to touch on just before I move on to that is like people think purpose is this one thing. You find your purpose and that's your one thing. No, it's not. Your purpose changes. Your purpose adapts. Your purpose evolves. As you evolve as a consciousness, as you evolve as a person, your your purpose evolves. Your passions evolve. So you don't need to worry about what you're going to do for the rest of your life. You need to worry about what you need to do now. What gives you purpose now? So for me, the purpose of why I do what I do and my mission is to help ambitious men elevate their mindset to find purpose, to find fulfillment in their life, to create more success, 
to create their version of success and break through the barriers that hold them back. We all feel the same emotions. We all suffer from fear. We all have fear of failure, fear of judgment, the fear of embarrassment, the fear of the unknown. We all suffer from limiting beliefs. I'm not this person. I can't build a business. I can't leave my job. I can't find my dream partner. There's so many different facets to our mind and the, and the life and the world that we live in that when you truly understand the way that your mind works and the tools and techniques to help you level up, level up your way of thinking, elevate your mindset, overcome your limiting beliefs, break through the fear, get out of your comfort zone, get clarity on what you want to start putting plans into place, understanding behavior change, understanding how to manipulate your lifestyle so that you do succeed and that you do get the life that you want. Because I believe to my core that we can all live such incredible lives and we are so conditioned to follow the fucking rules, to do what society tells us what to do, to keep up with the Joneses, to do what you should do, to get the job, to get the girlfriend, to get the get the house, to settle for what other people is. It's not a competition. It's you versus you. You are your own person. You need to understand your own values, your own belief systems so that you can create your own version of success. You don't have to follow this path that's set out for us. You don't have to do things that don't even make you happy, that you don't really know what you want to do. You have to ask yourself, what do I want? What do I care about? What am I passionate about? And then just have laser focus and tunnel vision on that goal because no one's going to do it for you. If you're at a point in your life right now where things aren't going to plan, like you're doing everything you can, where everything you think you can, you're busy, you're, you're, you're making the sacrifices, you're doing the tough things, you're putting yourself out of your comfort zone, but it's just not working for you. It's your mindset. It's not what you're doing. It's your mindset. And I can't explain to you enough the power of mindset work. And this is what I do. This is why I think it's so important what I do that I'm on a mission to help everyone, as many people as I can, elevate their mindset and improve the way that they think. Because when you understand the way the brain works, the way our mind works and how it affects the results that you see in your life. So your thoughts affect your feelings, your feelings affect your actions, your actions affect your results. It's such a core process that you need to understand because it's all in your mind. Mindset is everything. You would have heard it before. And it's my mission to help as many people as I can to build a community of like-minded people who are all pushing themselves to be the best version of themselves, that are striving for success that are doing it. They're not talking about it, they're doing it. They're pushing themselves out of their conversation daily, making the hard choices, making the sacrifices, making the investments in themselves to be the person they want to be. Because I know how difficult the journey is. I know that it can be a very, very lonely place. And hopefully by me sharing my story, it's given you an insight into exactly why I do what I do and how it might help you as well. So thank you so much for listening. I'm so proud that I'm be releasing this now. I've got some fantastic guests lined up and this really is a platform to help you in ways that you don't even know possible right now. It's to, to shift your perspective, to raise your level of awareness, to ask yourself the questions and give you the tools, strategies, techniques, information so that you can become your version of success. So this is the Ryan Harrington podcast. I'm Ryan Harrington. Thank you so much 
so, so much for listening. I'd love it for you to leave a comment, leave a review, like, share, subscribe to the podcast. It means the absolute world to me. And I am so grateful, so, so grateful if for, for you to listen to this. And my DMs are always open. If you ever want to chat with me, if you're ever interested in working with me, please, please reach out. There's a lot of exciting things in the pipeline to bring you exactly what you need to help you succeed. Thank you again. See you next time.